Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Good morning. Oh, Pat Gray is not here. I wish Pat Gray was here um, and I was sleeping. That's what I wish. Don't you know it, man? Oh, wow. Your voice. Yeah, it's still there. Yesterday, I had to leave early uh, because I was just feeling like total crap. Really? Yeah, I thought I might be running a fever and I, I got home and I wasn't. I but. swear, Jason, if you get me sick it's not, before Memorial Day weekend. I know. No, no, no. It's not. It's totally not contagious. I swear <laughs> I will kill you. It's totally not contagious. It's like I, it literally it was just like bad allergies. We're in freaking Texas for crying out loud. And it's spring and I was doing work outside. So yeah. I was talking about yeah. yesterday. My son, and, my oof. son has been hit with the allergies, too. He cannot stop sneezing. And I looked at his eyes yesterday after I picked him up from school and they were all, you know, they had red underneath. Yeah. I felt so bad for him. This, it's unholy it's allergy terrible. season out here. It's, Straight unholy. I, but I will say you do have the sexy voice. I know. I kind of wish I could keep that going. I like it. Otherwise, the voice it's, is not that sexy. It is great. It is great for radio. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is. You know, it's amazing the things that uh, that men can get away with when it comes to like being uh, thought of as attractive in society that women cannot get away with. Yeah, I, I and, and the little things that you might do that even just sends it over the top. Like, yeah. oh, he he showered three times this week. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know about wow. those standards. I'm not, yeah. I was wondering what that smell was in here. <laughs> now I know. He combed his hair again. Ooh. No, but I mean, you know, the voice, like I, if my voice sounded like that, everyone would be like, ugh, Sarah, yeah. you sound so unfeminine. You sound like a man, but that's sexy when it comes to men. With men, when they start going gray, yeah. Somehow it's sexy in society. I know that's where not and, so much women. Right. And like the uh the whole transition from like you're supposed to like the fit, you know, yeah. like early, you know, 20s guy is yeah. like but then when you transition to dad, dad bod, bod, how Women are like, "Okay, I like it." See, mm-hmm. I don't get that, but I'm fully on board. Like <laughs> cuz I, I can I can be lazy. I don't have to continue to try and like go overboard to be in shape. And right. It's all cool. Meanwhile, I'm going to the gym every day <laughs> yeah. to make sure that I stay the exact Wait, that I was pre-pregnancy because you can't let yourself go or else your husband's not going to love you. See, there's a discrepancy. There's definitely a discrepancy there because you have to go to the gym to like make, meet that standard. I have to go to KFC to meet my standard <laughs> of de- with the dead bot. <laughs> Wait a minute. None what? of this is fair. I, that's totally not fair. None of this is fair. Ugh. Uh, in all seriousness, though, I don't understand how uh, I, I know Keith. OK, Keith is still in the building like what Keith I don't understand why you're not still at home sleeping when you don't have to be here this early because I don't understand how you guys do it every day. I really don't. I said something to Pat yesterday and he he said, okay, Keith's coming in here. He said, um, I, I just, every day I get up and I feel like I can't, I just can't do it no, any Keith, more days. Keith will have I to, do. if Keith has to work at noon, he'll be here at 2 a.m. I don't, I don't understand preparing. why you're here. Why are you here? One of it's the hardest too, workers I think in the building. It's too oh, early. Up. Well, I wouldn't go that far, Jason. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm here to make a KFC run with Jason. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. So, oh, okay. Did you see the the, the, the tweet thread that, that uh, Keith and I started yesterday? <laughs> we started like a little Christmas list, air quoted, uh-huh. for Father's Day. Yeah, oh, I saw it. And Carrie came in and completely dismantled it. Yeah. Did she? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, I don't guess I I'll her. be getting my uh, I love her. big screen TV um, anytime soon. I've already missed out on Christmas. 
<laughs> birthday. Still, my last out. home for 2019. You know, <laughs> Father's Day. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. But uh, yeah, you uh, you set me up. But apparently it was for failure. I just, I I forgot (laughs) Carrie was on Twitter. Like, my wife's not on Twitter, so I was safe. So I was like, cool, there's still a chance I get my gun. Yeah. But then, boom. Like, and I I thought people would be on our side, but nobody was on our side. No. No. What was that? Every single person was like, great one, Carrie. Savage. (laughs) Bam. I'm like, like, guys, shut up. Right. The the gift parade began, (laughs) and uh, my hopes were crushed uh, as quickly as they started. So So messed up. Thanks for trying, though. I did, I did. We'll try again some Mm -hmm. other time. I mean, I even put. Posted the exact TV. I made it so easy. Yeah. This is the one. Uh, Amazon yeah. link and everything. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was Best Buy. Thank you very much. I mean, look, it's got four and a half stars out of five here, and it's eight hundred something reviews. It's good. Get it. But no. but Sarah, women should be in on the on the big screen TV, right? Like I am. The, that's what I don't. I am. Well, but I like sports. There it is. So See, there it I, is. I want I want the big screen for sports. What is yours in your house? Um, I think it's. 60 nice maybe 58 i think it's 58 well i mean we need a new one though it's it's mm, old mm, mm-hmm. yeah you do and uh <laughs> and then when you have that other one she'll be fine with the hand-me-down yeah, yeah i'll be fine with the hand-me-down <laughs> but it's my mine is 42 inches this is a first world problem right but yeah, it's the fact totally. that i have to sit on the opposite side of the living room to view this thing might as well be, you know, a 13-inch black and white TV at that point. See, I, I think I, I think the TV is <laughs> a little dramatic. No, I've got to I've got to I've got to football season starts. <laughs> That's fair. I think That's that fair. You're only a couple months. There should be dad privilege, I think, when it comes to the TV because we get nothing else in the house. Oh, literally my nothing else. Gosh, we, we have our guy. TV. We get nothing else. Oh. Give me a break. Our, our wives decorate everything. They yes. pick everything. Oh, all the I'm furniture. sorry. Would you oh, yeah. like no. to decorate something? <laughs> would you like to decorate something? No, but I would like a little more say in it. Like everything doesn't have to be mm. floral and pink. Like there's not You can put plastic. You can have the say on plastic on the couch, but I can't say what, what the TV is. Come on. This <laughs> have is you seen the teal wall yeah. that's behind my Ooh, little uh, TV? It's better oh. than camo everything. <laughs> Jason. You were wearing Jason camo shirt have, yesterday. Come J- on. My house isn't in camo. <laughs> Jason would have a, just pictures of guns everywhere in his house. Yes. Yes. He'd be like, hey, welcome to the house of guns. We'll wait, wait, wait a minute. Do either of y'all have the collection of empty picture frames in your living room. No. What? Oh, I've seen that. In oh, yeah. You tweeted at that. my house. That's You've right. Seen it. That's right. I kind of like that, actually. Do you? Okay. That's well, right. Good. I so do why it. don't you get all of your design tips from Pinterest? <laughs> <laughs> also, you oh, just... A whole other ball of wax right there. Oh, my gosh. Pinterest. <laughs> that one. You just totally uh, went off of man code. Man code <laughs> is that you got to stick with the man. You're like, oh, I really like what Carrie's doing with her decor. Well, the, 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 Keith, can you tell her to give me some tips? Tips? I'm going to KFC alone later. I can, no, no, I can jump in on that. I can, I can get on board with the uh, picture, empty picture frames over like bunny rabbits everywhere, and like you know, with little floral handkerchiefs around their necks. Okay, well that like just that. sounds 80s. <laughs> so that's fair. That's fair. But I'm just saying, if we gave you guys the opportunity to decorate, you'd be like, well, I don't know what to do. Why don't you just come up with something yeah. and also it, make me a no. sandwich? No. It probably would be guns no. all over the place in my house. It would okay. be practical. Pra- guns? Guns would be all guns. over the place. Oh, it would just be set up it. in a practical manner where things were always within reach. Where that TVs, just sounds like clutter. T- yeah, 
there. <laughs> no, but just seriously. Like, well, the potato chips stay on the table Thank in you. the den because what if I want a snack while I'm watching TV? Thank you. The drawers <laughs> on the coffee table are for food, foodstuffs, so I don't have to get up and walk all the way to the kitchen right. during the commercial break. And <laughs> yeah, there's a mini fridge uh, right next to the couch. Actually, that doubles as an ottoman. Yes. Uh, so just <laughs> exactly. Just so you know, <laughs> practical. What did I just say? It's practical. <laughs> uh, no, seriously. Uh, why are you here? What time do you get up? <laughs> I'm just uh, whenever I wake up. What time do you get up? Today I woke up at three something. Is your body just pre-programmed yeah, to get up? It's kind of a curse. That sucks. But, uh, it's fine. I get plenty of stuff to get ready for Pat. Yeah, I mean, on after I'm, you guys. For I'm Glenn. sure you do. You've only been working for eight hours before he comes in and does radio. <laughs> yeah, if there's no show prep, I mean, there's no excuse, Malinak. What is going on? <laughs> you, I've heard you on the radio with Sarah and Jason. You've been up since three something. Where's my prep? <laughs> what is this? So throw a little tease uh, before you get out of here. What's the uh, what's what's Pat gonna I, go all? I, I, he doesn't know yet. On today. We, have, we to, have to let him go. That. We have to let him go. Get back to yeah, his I, prep. I, I print it all up. And then I go through and I read it and Dang I highlight it. it and I was just kind of in between right now. My, see what, my, what I was trying to do there. I was like, I'm going to steal some of the thunder. You uh, know what I mean? We'll sneak oh, in there. And yeah. Be like, like, oh my you, gosh, we were going to talk about that too. Yeah. Oh, that's, you know what? Grind my gears. And I'll <laughs> yeah. like rereading through uh, <laughs> Keith's and Pat's prep. Yeah. Um, yeah so here I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, this is uh, pretty pathetic that I just can't even, uh, here we go, hold on, here we well, go. Well, while you're looking, yeah. hold on really quickly, uh, I want to talk about realestateagentsitrust.com. So if you're looking to buy or sell a house, you don't want to go with the uh, real estate agent who plasters his face all over billboards and benches that people sit their butts on, and they smile uh, really big and wide, and you're like, why is this person creepily smiling at me? They don't know that much about your house, believe it or not. Um, a lot of people out there, they dabble. We call them dabblers uh, in the real estate industry. They do it part-time. They don't really know the areas. They don't study it. They're just in they're just in it for their face and their brand. They just want to make themselves bigger, and they're, they're not really interested in your house and your investment. But it's the biggest investment you're ever going to make, and you want to make sure that you pick the right real estate agent, which is why Glenn launched realestateagentsitrust.com. So they have vetted all of the top real estate agents all across the country. So they have one where you are. Um, they have one where you're located. They can take care of you. They do it full time. They're experts in the area. They share your values. A lot of them are listeners. So you know that they're going to know what's best for your family. They're going to know where to go so that your family is safe and well taken care of. You can go to uh, realestateagentsitrust.com um, to learn more and get you set up with a real estate agent. Keith, did you did you find it? No, this may be one of those days where uh, my uh, prep email didn't get <laughs> Didn't get sent. I'm looking oh. here in my sent folder. But I do know that tomorrow, Mark Levin is going to be on with Pat. Oh, is he? Glenn's show. Oh, that's uh, great. Yeah, because he has book. a new book out. Mm -hmm. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, but yeah, it'd be nice if, we could, if I could find the prep that I supposedly sent everyone. Womp, womp, <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting show now. I think they're going well, to just mean, form it. Well, that's, it's good that Jason just asked you that question so you can realize <laughs> know, that ahead of time. I'm checking both of my email addresses. I'm like... Okay, no, I sent it. It's somewhere in here. Come on, right? I just totally, guys, I'm in so much trouble. I just got nailed by my mom. She just texted me. 6 a.m. She texted me. Oh, no. And she's like, why are you dissing on the bunnies? Oh! 
Hashtag, I didn't really think about uh, hashtag dissing on the bunnies. What I was pulling from, mom, that totally was not about your decorating. Totally not. Oh, about. that was somebody that was else's like, uh, house. You're, that okay, has your bunnies. bunnies, mom. Your bunnies are great. <laughs> yeah. it's the other people's yeah. bunnies that yeah. we're worried I about. I saw Sarah a picture. I'm pretty sure I saw a picture of your house, Sarah, and there were bunnies in there. <laughs> Please, there are no bunnies. <laughs> Sorry, mom. I love he, bunnies. He, he was, he was hoping you'd play along. <laughs> oh yeah, those bunnies. <laughs> wink, wink, I ain't yeah. saving you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> saving you. Seriously, I gotta go find this prep yeah, that's okay. somewhere in the ether. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> you. We just saved you. Uh, so All Nations Under God said, I think men and women don't let men or women get away with very different things. Men don't notice things women do and vice versa. Okay. All right. I tell you. That's I'll buy good, that. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Well, and just also um, like the, the television. Like Carrie's not a fan of the big television, I guess, or paying for the big television. I see the investment, but that's because I'm I'm a rare breed. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a weirdo. I'm like I'm a, I'm feminine, but I'm also one of the guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's like pretty much perfect, actually. <laughs> if you're uh, for all the all the guys looking for wives out there, that's exactly that's what, that's what you want to be. That's what that's that you you want, you want that to be. What Sarah just said, you want that to be the <laughs> opening line, like straight up. Just come, if they don't come off of that right out the bat. You know, that, that, that if, if, if they're like barometers, if you hold the door open for her when she gets into the car, yeah. what you just said should be your barometer. <laughs> One of the guys, but totally feminine. Yeah. A- and That's mention fair. the TV. That's fair. Right. That's You're fair. Like, That's fair. For the sports. I'm wifing this chick. For- <laughs> like straight up. <laughs> for the sports. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Papschmir. Why is that your name? <laughs> Says that uh, he could make good fishing lures out of my earrings. Well, don't do that. They're my earrings. <laughs> But he ain't really wrong. <laughs> no. So remember again, and this is like the least amount of makeup that I've had on today. So I really had to do something with the earrings to take away from the fact that it's it's way too early and I'm not doing a lot to the rest of this. Yeah. The bun. I got the bun back up. You're rocking it. Yeah. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> You're Even welcome. the haters. <laughs> uh, all right. Jason. Should we get into the the deeper stuff? Is your mom okay? Is she still mad at you? Yeah, she just threw me another text, but she was reminding me that I broke her bunnies, which is true. I did break her bunnies. Like, because you were mad at her? No. And got violent? Well, I... (laughs) I've always had these Do- uh, Doberman dogs yes. in my oh, family. Yeah, we've talking about, about that. Yes, we've talked about that. I was playing a little bit too rough, and my mom did, really did have this really cool like uh, like coffee table thing. It was like a big sheet of glass, and it was on top of these porcelain bunnies mm-hmm. that were like I don't remember. Uh, remind me, mom, if you're still listening, how tall they were. They were like two feet tall, two and a half feet tall. So like that or something like that. Okay. And the glass on top. It's of them. a big bunny. But they were there. They were like three or four big bunnies, and they were holding this. Th- so yeah. I was like playing around, and uh, the dog. Uh, backed up or like swung around and then uh, knocked him down oh. shattered oh, oh my gosh no. i was in complete shock and my mom just burst into tears oh. which is like the worst like i wish she would have like cussed me out yeah, been and mad. like yeah like punched me in the face or yeah. something and i'd have been fine yeah but when mom cries it's oh, yeah. over yeah and i was like crap oh no i think i ran outside and just sat in my truck <laughs> Because I was like, dude, what, what a wimp. Did, I know, I know, totally. What, you're supposed to be a wimp with your mom, completely. Well, yeah, I guess that's fair. It's, it's good to be a little bit of a mama's boy. Although I will say, really quickly, it, there's, a, there's a line there. You don't want to be too much of a mama's boy. That can get you into trouble. Yeah. I, I 
know from previous personal experience. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. What, did they say they were going to tell their mom on you or something like that? Well, I mean, <laughs> no, they didn't say I'm going to tell my mom on you, but just everything was divulged with mom. No big decisions were made without consulting mom. Uh, and I'm like, I, are we not adults? Do we not, you know, and then it's like, if you don't, you know, call back within a certain time frame, usually being completely unreasonable, it's, you know, guilt trip city of, well, what were you doing? Well, why didn't you answer my call? Well, and I was just, whoa. I'm going to save this for the memory banks. When your son gets uh, old enough to. Uh... Oh, I will never be that mom. <laughs> I will never be that mom. As a matter of fact, I always say that it's a blessing that that happened to me so that I could learn how to be a good mom to an adult son and a good mother-in-law eventually okay. i will be oh my gosh i will be the best mother-in-law i uh, will see because i because i got to learn the hard way <laughs> i'm not gonna do that to him i'm not gonna do that to him uh all right so trump's trump needs to get impeached oh my gosh man this is getting cray cray mm-hmm. uh so we were talking about this about with the tax returns and how this was prelude to uh impeachment we were talking about that was that yesterday or yes. th- two days ago and um I, Your mom's blowing you up. She over is. Here. Still blowing me up. I, I think that they're still moving in that direction. I, that's totally their strategy. But they're being very, very crafty. And um, we actually, there's, um, I, we pulled some video this morning of some of the, a lot. The House uh, is the Democrats in the House are very, very conflicted on on what they what they <clears> want. And uh, I saw there was a little kind of like a montage and a few things um, on what a few of them what were on with Jake Tapper. And uh, this kind of like shows where their mindset is right now. Let's play that. And several other members have went even further, including the House Budget Chairman John Yarmouth, who said it's time to move forward. Now, How- Joaquin Castro, who's the Congressional Hispanic Caucus Chairman, said it's time to start impeachment. And also they're getting pressure from the left flank of the caucus, including the freshman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who said she sympathizes with the Speaker's position, but said impeachment must begin. I trust the speaker is taking a, a measured approach to ensure that we're moving everyone forward. I know that, you know, being a speaker is hard. Holding this party together is a difficult task, but I think that we know what we need to do. You know, yeah. But- hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I can appreciate her saying being a speaker is hard because every time she speaks, I can tell that it's very hard for her to formulate sentences. So I understand where she was going with that. Okay. I've always been on in the, on the boat of... You know, if you're pretty hot, even if you're like, you know, dumb as a box of rocks, you're still probably going to be hot. But like when I first. Is she hot? Oh, I think she's hot. Yeah. Really? I, I do. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know why. <sighs> I'm kind of. Just... I'm kind of big on the Latin girls. So. I understand. But I mean, I feel like she's cute. I would say hot is uh, that's that's a higher bar than than the, where she meets. She loses the hotness when she shows that crazy like wild smile. Like the smile does not do her ju- does do her good. Yeah, it's like insane. Like her teeth look like they're too big. Like <laughs> like TV's uh, dissing you. Like Jason, like, what? Alexander, See, you thank you, thank you. Her teeth look like two big white thank tennis you, shoes, like the size of two like twelve inch tennis shoes. So like, but as long as she's not smiling or going crazy eyes like Cory Booker, yeah, I think she's hot. But like when so she so if you marry mouth, her, you got to keep her angry so she doesn't smile, <laughs> right? And, and keep her to where she doesn't say stupid stuff like that because well, now you I ain't just go, doing that. It's just like out of control. But like, so she's been saying that she wants to see impeachment. 
other people in the House are saying, well, no, we don't have to do impeachment. The, the, I don't even think that, I don't even know if Nancy Pelosi, I think there's people that are loyal to Nancy Pelosi and Pelosi's like, this is going to be a political nightmare. Mm-hmm. We're going to lose and we're going to lose horribly. So let's not do this. But there's other members of the House that are like, no, let's, let's charge forward with this. So they have their plan. They have the tax return thing. They know Trump's going to fight that. This, this is a legal battle that could go out for a year or more. Um, I mean, th- th- think about some of the scandals in the Obama administration. They're just now uh, resolving, like the contempt thing with... Uh, think about all the scandals in the Obama administration that they're never going to resolve. And How they'll about never, that one? Yeah, exactly. And, and they'll never even acknowledge no. today. Scandal-free president, oh, right? absolutely. The Fast and the Furious thing with uh, with Eric Holder was just like, they're, they're still resolving a case, uh, some grievances on that mm-hmm. in court. Mm-hmm. Still today. Absolutely well, that nuts. A, that wasn't a scandal. Good please. gosh. Yeah, giving guns to cartels. That's ah, nothing. That's fine. And those guns that they, kill. Yeah, that they kill Americans. Americans yeah. and, you know, Mexicans too. But Oh my gosh, care. can you imagine if Fast and Furious happened under the Trump administration? What they would do? It would be insane. It would, they really would be. How is it that the right was really the only people that were talking about this? The left was like, nah, what, who cares? You know, they already have guns. Let's give them a few more. Yeah. Like, what is, you know, it's just like, it's like mashed Perfect. potatoes. You can never have too, you know, if you have some mashed potatoes, you can't, you can never have too much mashed potatoes. Well, when you're saying so. that analogy to me, you have to use cauliflower mash. Oh, oh. I don't eat mashed potatoes. Well, I don't even know what that is, but it sounds awful. It's amazing. It's steamed cauliflower. With butter and cream and you blend it all up and it turns into the consistency of like a mashed potato type thing. What? Oh, it's so good. They serve it at fancy restaurants now. So it's not just me. I love how they how they even acknowledge that cauliflower tastes like total crap. So they have to like <laughs> make it into something else. That's so awesome. I call it um, surprise mash. You're right. Like, surprise. It tastes terrible. <laughs> Um, but so yesterday, so it's like, it's something like this, uh, back to the impeachment. That's like every day, it seems like. And yesterday, uh, it was really coming to a head with the Don McGahn, um, subpoena. So Don McGahn, uh, for everyone that doesn't know, former counsel, um, in the administration and Democrats have now subpoenaed him to come in to talk about some stuff. Cause in the Mueller report, he had spoken about some things that kind of like seemed like they were leaning towards, uh, the, um, I always forget this word, uh, not the collusion, but the obstruction. Obstruction, thank you. Um, That was leaning towards some obstruction, some pretty funny stuff, actually, with McGahn. But Democrats know this, right? They're not going to get anything new from McGahn. They're not. Right. So they really just want McGahn to go in a public forum and say things out loud because they know that the vast majority of America did not read the Mueller report. Right. But they're going to listen to this once CNN, MSNBC, everybody else blasts what he told Mueller. All over the airwaves. They know this. Mm-hmm. That's why they want to do this. They just want to get him in the platform to restate what he already said and was revealed and released mm. in the Mueller report. This is so stupid. Wow. There's no legislative reason. It's just for embarrassing material to get out there. And That's it. I'm still, I still have to believe, I know I said this yesterday, but I have to believe that America is so tired of hearing this, and I know that Stubergear would disagree, but I understand when President Trump says that this is a witch hunt, when he said that with the Mueller report, he kept saying that, and Stu said, well, with a witch hunt, you get a witch, but I mean, just because they didn't find the evidence to, to you know, condemn him for anything isn't for lack of trying. They're very clearly trying anything that they can possibly do. I mean, it's driven me to the point, remember, Before the election, 
was not I was not on board with Trump. I don't think you were either. No, I didn't vote for him. Right. I didn't either. And it's driven people like us to dig our heels in and say, okay, hold on a second. You guys are insane. You're going for impeachment. You keep repeating this word. Uh, I, you know, it doesn't mean what you think it means because you keep repeating it over and over and over. This is a witch hunt. And I do agree with him. And I am going to vote for him because you guys are insane and you cannot be trusted in office. Yeah, um, it's an excellent point, Sarah. The, it, but it, what's crazy in my mind, why it's a witch hunt is because if you did the same scrutiny to pretty much every administration, incoming or present, you're going to find similar stuff. Yes. Like think about who they got. They talk about the witches that they got. So they got like Paul Manafort. Right. Paul Manafort is a dirty lobbyist. Right. Okay. He was in. He was also working with one of the Podesta brothers on the left. Uh, there was people uh, in the Bernie Sanders campaign that were also working with uh, with Manafort. These right. people are all dirty. Yes, they're going to crazy uh, countries. They're working with uh, some of the like the worst people imaginable in places like Ukraine and wherever. Right. Um, and they're doing deals. They're taking money. Sometimes backdoor transactions, stuff like that. You're going to find stuff, and you're going to nail every single one of them. Mm-hmm. But this type of scrutiny has never been done before except in this witch hunt so that's why it is a witch hunt yeah yeah and i mean it in i think that the proof further proof i should say that it is a witch hunt is that they didn't find what they were looking for on yeah. their particular target yeah so now they're taking a different angle in order to try to find something that will stick yeah the things they got were what like lying to the fbi over some stuff that over eventually some stuff that happened that apparently wasn't criminal because they were never charged with it. Right. Right. And uh, like Manafort got nailed for like tax evasion. Right. Well, right. Right. But I mean, as far as Trump goes, you know, it's like uh, making up stories or directing your staff to lie to the press is not a crime. (laughs) Right. And I can assure you that every single president has done it. Yeah. I mean, it's just that they haven't had a two-year investigation into everything they've ever done or said. And honestly, I know we said this at the time, but honestly, if the, they investigated him for two whole years and everyone around him and that was the worst that they came up with, yeah. I'm impressed, yeah. quite frankly. Yeah, I me. Mean, yeah. I'm impressed. That dude's got to be squeaky clean, actually. We'd be like, honestly, dang, dude. Honestly. You are uninteresting now. Seriously, it's not I even mean, a I ticket kinda, or anything. Come on. I think that actually <laughs> ruins a little bit of his street cred. Yeah. You ain't right? as gangsta as we thought He's you were. Not. I thought he was much more hard. Yeah. <laughs> like Trump. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit upset. I expected more from you. Yeah. He, I expected that hard life. If you're if you're counting the that's what she said maybe. moments, uh, she just threw out of that's what she said. <laughs> I want to ding for those from now on. Um, uh, but before we run out of time, let me just mention that, uh, so Don McGahn, he, so the Trump administration says, no, you can't, they're doing executive privilege. Mm-hmm. Democrats knew he would do this mm-hmm. just like the tax returns. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, ta- they're, keep, they're getting up their list and they're, and they're, and they're checking it twice. All the different things that they can say is evidence that he's not letting us get the information that we need to give them uh, the, you know, the, the means to impeach him. They also uh, just recently, I think yesterday afternoon, Hope Hicks and somebody else. Again, they'll do uh, executive privilege and they won't let them come. 
So they're just calling all these people that they don't need to talk to. Right. But they know that, but they, they, they're going to see, they're getting it out in the public that he's denying us what we need. By the way, I would totally um, subpoena Hope Hicks. So I fully support that. Not really uh, for any kind you of. you think pro- she's hot. I just like to know what, you know, like what her sign is, you know, and like. <laughs> What like restaurant she likes to, so to go to? You know, hey like, baby, what's your sign? Yeah. <laughs> you want to go out later? You Hope Hicks, such a nerd. Okay, so if you don't, she, she, she hot, hot though. Yeah, she hot though. She hot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, all right. So maybe you don't like the idea of mashed cauliflower, like I was talking about <laughs> earlier. You don't like vegetables. weird that that's the way that is. Huh? I don't oh, know. I, well, I mean, I'm just saying maybe you don't have good taste. That's not really my problem. Okay, you have an alternative for me? I do, actually. Okay. It's called Field of Greens. Oh, yes. And it is green, but don't let that scare you off. Because <laughs> a almo- lot of people are I like, almost oh. hit the door. Yeah, I, I know, right? Door. Stick with me. <laughs> All right, Field of Greens, it's not like you're eating vegetables. It has vegetables in it, but you take a scoop from the little container, you put it in your drink, you mix it in water, uh, juice, smoothie, whatever you want to do. Um, we've talked about putting it on ice cream before. I haven't actually done that, but I'm sure it would taste great. Um, and it's USDA, real organic fruits and vegetables complete with antioxidants. It boosts immunity. It's prebiotic, probiotic. It's real food. It's not a supplement. And you're actually getting the nutrition from your fruits and vegetables and not having to eat the mashed cauliflower that I will happily eat. So you can save more for me and go get Field of Greens so you can be a healthier you. Go to BrickHousePat.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code PAT. That is BrickHousePat.com, offer code PAT. Go get you some. Although I will say, for the record, you can have Field of Greens and you can have mashed cauliflower because both are delicious. I'm not going to pick one. I refuse. Why I even refuse ca- to pick one. Why call it cauliflower if it doesn't even taste like cauliflower, though? This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Jason, we're we're back. Oh, I did it again. What? Do I really rant that much? That's insane. You just ran it through that entire commercial break. You were still talking. Okay, so how do we not turn my rants like those into content? Because I just ranted for what, like five minutes straight mm-hmm. on what grinds my gears with vegetables? Um, That's a tra- I think travesty just, that I wasn't saved. Well, yeah, you just answered your own question. <laughs> Why don't we make that into content? Huh. Yeah. Jason's five minute rant about why he doesn't like vegetables (laughs) may not be the direction our audience wants to go. You're you're lost. You guys just missed something epic right now. I'm telling you. (laughs) Maybe we'll periscope that later. Do we still use periscope? People do. I mean, I think that it's still the Twitter. It's the default Twitter video feed. So, I believe. Remember, so if do you, you're doing it on Twitter, you have to. Remember when it first came out? It was yes, so cool. Everyone used it. But then I kept looking at it. If you go into the little map and you go to like, you're like, oh, cool. Someone in, I don't know, Paris or something like that is periscoping. Click on it. And it's always like some dude with his shirt off, like laying <laughs> in bed, speaking in the hall. 
let me tell you about my day. I'm like, no. Like, why? This is it. But you keep clicking on every single one. It's the same thing. It's some dude with his shirt off, like laying on the couch or something like that, talking. I'm like, what has this become? What is this? So it turned into Pornhub? Kind of. Yeah. Uh, I know. That's weird. I don't, that's what Periscope devolved into. I never explored it that that much. Shut up. Quite yeah, you <laughs> no, I really didn't. <laughs> Uh, All right. If you want to call in, let us know what you have to say. 888-900-3393. Or you can tweet us because, you know, we know you're antisocial these days. Everyone's antisocial with social media. It's the easy way. We don't have to actually talk to each other. Uh, It's at Sarah Gonzalez TX and at Jason Buttrell. Jason, I just have to say there are several people who have stated that they agree with me. Richard is short for Rick said, did he just say AOC is hot? Really? Now, are, are you basing that off of... Uh, he, oh, he said he would accept your denim shirt is hotter than that. Really? Yeah. He would go up that mountain before he would bring her home. So, but I, I, so I agree. I would not, I would not ever if, you know, bring her home, but uh, unless I was well, I mean, like you're socialist married. or something, <laughs> but if I wasn't, I, I would hope that that would be the first and foremost reason, but I couldn't because of how just stupid she is. Yeah. Like that's like, and that was kind of my point. I never thought that I would say like, I thought that hotness would always trump, uh, that regardless, but de- that's definitely not the case. So I'm curious if it's, is it straight up? She just thinks she's not hot or is it, she's just so stupid. That so, that's yeah. It. Someone, and I'm trying to find it. Um, but someone said that, Maybe she's hot until she opens her mouth. Yeah, okay. So that would that would be in agreement with you. I'm totally. I'm that's. I'm down with that. I just don't think either. Really? No. And uh, CB says mashed cauliflower tastes horrible and is in no way equal to real potatoes. Don't believe the lies, oh, Jason. I love that person. Death to cauliflower. I, okay. <laughs> Death to cauliflower. To, first of all, your jihad on cauliflower is somewhat <laughs> offensive. Okay. And second of all, I. Didn't mean to insinuate. I apologize if I insinuated that it tastes just like real potatoes. I just said it has the consist. It when you whip it up, it has the consistency of potatoes. I'm on board with the fact that if you serve up mashed cauliflower, no one's going to be like these mashed potatoes are delicious. You're going to tell a little bit that there is it's off. There's something different. But oh yo, my dad just texted me, and he oh, yo he sh- he he told me there is a vegetable that I like. He mentioned it. He called it out. What a Fried okra. I will eat the crap out of some fried okra. And that is a vegetable. I mean, okay. Dad Buttrell, you are correct. (laughs) Okra is a vegetable. I'm not sure that it counts when it comes to health. If you're going to fry it and put it in oil and breading. But that is one that I will eat. Congratulations. There is a vegetable that you like. Oh, have you ever had uh, dilled, like dill pickle, but dilled okra? No. Oh, wait. Yes, I have. Pickled okra. Pickled. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. It's like dildo. (laughs) (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) What a maroon. Gosh. Rich guys on maroon. Speaking of eating healthy and all of that, um, unfortunately, I think a lot of us wish that we had some sort of a, you know, stoplight on our kitchen table that would flash or maybe give a siren for those of us who are so involved in our food when you're supposed to stop eating because portion control is a big deal and we don't realize when we're supposed to stop eating. We're supposed to have this stoplight that's present in our body. It's called OEA, but a lot of us don't produce enough of it for it to even make any sort of difference. So we're not We're not getting that signal that we're supposed to get from our brain, you know, telling us we're full. 
that's where a product called Ridiazone can help you. It's helped me. I lost like 100 pounds 12 years ago, and it's been really difficult to maintain that weight loss. Ridiazone has worked for me. It can work for you. Uh, it's, it's a capsule full of OEA. So you take the OEA before your meals. It helps boost your metabolism and reduce your appetite. I'm telling you, it works. It's about to be summertime. We're all going to be in our bathing suits, bearing it all. Uh, might I suggest you get Ridiazone now. You can get a three-month supply, uh, 30% off a three-month supply right now. If you go to R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com, use promo code PAT. We did the math for you. It's like $1.39 a day. Um, you're spending that much. If you're going to Starbucks every day, you're spending way more than that on a coffee. Just go to Ridiazone.com. Get that three-month uh, three supply. That'll get you into summer, and you can feel good about yourself and your weight loss. Good for swimsuit season and protest season, coincidentally. <laughs> Both together. <laughs> I have never heard someone so excited about protests. <laughs> I'm all on. I was always thought they were stupid, but now I'm like all on board with it. I'm like, I okay, see but more. just um, now you do. Wait until the third wave feminists decide that that's the way that they want to protest. Yeah, I will Wait quickly jump that, off the boat oh, once that happens. That'll be beautiful, Jason. <laughs> it's like, have you ever you ever been to a nude beach? Um, I have not been to a nude beach, but I have been to a beach where foreigners are there and they just take the liberty of being nude and it never goes the way you thought it would go it's never the hot ones never, never. it's like, crazy it's, it's like, I, I i yeah go ahead there was this <laughs> so there, there was funny on the, it, the marine base that I, that I was assigned to camp pendleton there's a nude beach like right there like a part of the, ba the base base there's a there's a public beach that goes right across where the uh, base is okay and so we would like when we would like drive our humvees and get qualified we'd go down to the beach every single time because they were like yeah, well we we did it in the beginning before we found out but the, the other marines the senior marines were like hey you should totally go down there yeah nude beach just, you know, be perfect of course so we drive down there and oh my gosh it's like hippies from the 60s that still live there still, they've yeah. been there since the 60s <laughs> and they're leather right their skin is like leather <laughs> totally, from being totally. out in the sun. yeah and they're not taking the ridge zone let, let me just <laughs> let me say that <laughs> yeah it's i know they it have is, no oea <laughs> they do not have oea present in their body but they need it so maybe that's a good marketing plan for ridge zone is go down to the nude beaches yeah. and just hello just thought you might want to try this it's, it's like it's like scare therapy for kids going to like those little boot camp things <laughs> <laughs> Go to the nude beach. Same thing. Um, by the way, working guys said, told me to stand my ground on the mashed cauliflower baked with cheddar and crumbled bacon. Ooh, that sounds amazing. I'll have to try that. I mean, it, it makes it a little bit less healthy, but that's okay. It's still keto. Again, so I'm good. Again, everything to make it taste like not what it actually is. Yes. Yes. And which it's, I support. It's just me again is on board with your okra. Oh, yeah. Okra's healthy, fried, boiled, pickled, or whatever. Love it. Yeah, love it. I mean... We're friends. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> I, do, I, I love fried okra, though. It's delicious. Um, oh, did you see uh, Ben Carson? <laughs> I was cracking up at this video uh, yesterday. Poor Ben Carson. He's had some gaffes in his, <laughs> in his history on, uh, on a national platform. But he, he was in a hearing... Um, I was, what was it? A, it was a hearing over, it was a HUD policy, HUD, right? Yeah. And the questioner asked him if he was familiar with REO policies. Real estate owned. Owned, yes. And she said, are you familiar with REO? And he said, Oreo? <laughs> <laughs> she said, 
No, she was not amused, by the way. Did you hear? Did you see this clip of the look on her face? Oh, yeah. She was like, no, R-E-O. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what that stands for? <laughs> Bet you don't. But he cracked. He's just so cute. He cracked me up. He was trying to talk about Oreo cookies. He had no clue. What's what's ridiculous is that entire hearing. Uh, the Democrats were just trying to like try and make him look stupid. So they were breaking out yes. all these acronyms. There yes. was one acronym that HUD doesn't even deal with. It was like OMWI, something yes. like that. And like it has nothing. The Republican shot back and goes, of course, he doesn't know what that acronym is. The HUD doesn't even deal not with that. part of his job. But this, this is not a stupid man. No, he's a doctor. He's, he's a, a freaking like, brain surgeon. I, yes. I mean, this is not, this is a brilliant man. And I'm so I, I almost lost it because there was one uh, congresswoman, um, and I don't I don't I don't know where she's she's not from Texas I'm not sure she had a very thick accent mm-hmm. I'm assuming maybe one of the southern states but I'm not sure but um, she was grilling him and you couldn't tell huh. like the Hill was tw- uh, was tweeting uh, this exchange mm-hmm. she was going off talking about how kids were going to be dying in the streets. Like all of this stuff, like it sounded like oh, the Obamacare like stuff. Good grief. What they usually do, you know, when they're they're like going straight towards always kids are going to be dying in the streets. Yes. Yeah. That's that's everything. You, yeah. You, oh, yeah. You're not going to be you're not going to be able to walk your kids to school because of all the other dead they're children gonna that are in your way. They're going to be laying in the streets. Yeah, they're going to be, be obstructing traffic. Exactly. Man, that's um, going to suck. But if you looked at all the coverage, you wouldn't know that the entire thing they were talking about was this policy of. So Ben Carson wants to. He doesn't think that it's a good idea if illegals can stay in federal housing uh, over, uh, let's say, people who actually live here, you know, citizens. Huh. Wow. That sounds radical. That is really, really radical right wing extremists to say that we should prioritize our own people uh, who are Americans who are in need over people who live here illegally. Who have already broken the law? Who, who who are criminals upon entering this country? I was looking at Sarah some of these some of the figures on what this. What a white supremacist! What a, I know he's so he's such a white supremacist. Gosh. That's, that's I can't oh, say it any ben better. Ben Carson. Ben Carson. White supremacist. White supremacist. <laughs> um, there are around fifty thousand uh, veterans that are on the list waiting to try and get into federal housing. Fifty thousand. Wow. There are, and just, and Ben Carson tweeted this yesterday, just in Houston, he said there's 100,000 U.S. citizens that are on the list there waiting to get into federal housing. Jeez. Absolutely insane. But there's illegals. Those are places where, I mean, Houston, that's, there's a lot of, you know, immigration, illegal immigration going on um, here in Texas. It's ground zero. Houston, yes. Ground zero. Houston, I'm sure. But the tweets yesterday and the coverage were like, and you can see why they use the term made up terms like undocumented immigrant because yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. it sounds so soft. Then mm-hmm. the undocumented immigrants almost sounds like they did everything legally in the right way and they're just waiting for their papers yeah, to come they in. Just, they just they're just waiting for their paperwork. <laughs> I mean, it's so stupid. One day maybe it'll show up in the mail, Jason. You don't know. <laughs> I love how I love how they're so. I, I well, this is just absolutely insane that the left has made this their flag bearing torch bearing issue mm-hmm. like you really think that that that's going to continue to resonate when people like actual citizens start feeling pain off of this once they start losing money losing jobs right. um once the economy starts tanking because we're paying out all these entitlements to people that aren't even citizens of the united states do you really think this that this they don't think it's going to come back and bite them no i don't think they do like why should really i mean this is going to sound cold right but why should we care that much 
Like, I understand the plight of human of humans, and mm-hmm. but they did this. I don't think that sounds cold. They did this on their own choice. This yes. was their choice to leave their country. Mo- yes. m- most of them coming from like places like Guatemala, El Salvador. Correct. They left their homes, came here, snuck into our country. But now we're supposed to have all this compassion and prioritize them over our own citizens who have this, many of them have the same economic uh, problems. Right. Now, I mean, obviously, you know, depending on where the, these people came from, I'm sure it's, they have more of a struggle than we do here in America. I know the baseline for poverty in America is, you know, people who are living in poverty in America are nowhere close to people who are living in poverty in third world countries. That's a whole different scenario, but still, There is a process in every single country. There is a process that people have to follow in order to get into the country. And I mean, look at what's going on in the UK right now in Europe because they let in all of these people. Mm -hmm. The crime has gone up. I mean, there, there is crazy, crazy events happening in the UK because of their lax uh, refugee and immigration policy. Yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, at the same time, it's so crazy to me. It's not just socialism. It's we're at this weird um, tipping point. I feel that there are all of these things happening at the same time that somehow America is leaning more and more towards it. Like you were looking at Venezuela burning to the ground at the same time that America is like, yay, socialism. And we're seeing all of these lax immigration policies fail in Europe while we're like open borders. We want to let everyone in. We don't need to know who you are. That's not important. It's amazing. Absolutely insane. And the, the you, you mentioned Venezuela. You talk about the uh, not only is it is socialism destroying that country, but it's also it's it's also caused one of the worst humanitarian crises with migrants and immigrants. Um, that's now eclipsing uh, the what's happening from North Africa and the Middle East going into Europe. Mm. So I think it was like three to five million Venezuelans have fled out of the country. And completely like overloading the systems in like Peru and Colombia, the, their surrounding countries. Mm-hmm. Now they're they're probably going to continue on and try and get up to the United States. But even when they talk about like when they acknowledge the fact that there's a, a humanitarian crisis, they'll never attach the reason why onto it. They'll right. never say because of the because of the socialist right. you know authoritarian government. They'll never say that. But if you ever mention if you but if you ever try to put socialism and Venezuela in the same tweet on Twitter. I dare any of you guys to try this if you're listening. Oh, I did. Uh, and I who, got flooded. Did you get hit from DSA? Socialist, yes. DSA. The Socialist Party, yes. Democratic Social of America. Of America, yeah. Boom. They just they just launch on you. Yes. It's like they're just waiting for it. And every single time they got these stupid charts and stuff, and they're like, this is why they are not a socialist country. Mm-hmm. Because they have a dictator. And I'm like, bro, what what do you think happens? That's what happens what? when you give all what? your power over to the government. Oh, no, 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 Sarah. They no, not to the government, to the people. Oh, that's right. People. I forgot. I forgot to the people. That's that's how it always works. That's how it always ends up working. I love these little like how they change words. So then now they think it means something else. Well, like, you know what, Jason? I agree with you. But unfortunately, a lot of America is too stupid to understand that. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I mean, they're doing it. They're doing it for a reason because it's working. Right. 
Yeah. A lot of America. That's why we saw that poll yesterday that you brought that said that, you know, 43% of Americans like socialism. Oh my gosh, we love socialism. And then when you read the fine print, they don't agree with any of the socialist policies. They just like the name, apparently. It's the same as like the Green New Deal. They'll be like, hey, what do you think about Green New Deal? Save the planet. They're like, Heck yeah. Yeah. Do they call them like, yeah, Casio Cortez, baby. Woo. But then when they go, <laughs> okay, so would you would you agree to like your taxes going up for this right here? I'm like, no. Right. Uh then but she wants to get rid of your car, so you won't be able to drive it. Well, you do agree with that? No. Well, and, yeah, <laughs> like, no. Uh, and I love the people too who say, um, well, she- <laughs> banning planes she didn't say that um it was in the document that was on her website yeah for it it was in her documents and she and then she makes excuses like well it just was someone who you know pub up uploaded something that they shouldn't have uploaded well it was written who i mean who wrote it they didn't just find something from some random person and then come and put it on the internet it was very clearly written that way one of my favorite uh videos was i think it was on cnn or msnbc one of those two propaganda networks but um they asked the one of the groups that was helping launch the green mm-hmm. new deal it's mm-hmm. like a it's like a youth group or whatever but aoc has partnered with them and they were like so a lot of this stuff seems hard to get done what what are some things that you think um you're going to start with and you're going to get done immediately with the Green New Deal. Mm-hmm. And you would think she's talking about, you know, like save the planet, you know, temperatures rising, all that stuff. No, she talked about uh, income inequality, gender equality, all these other stupid things, uh, you know, universal basic income. Oh my God. Okay, so yeah, so it's so, a so, so socialist brought jobs program. Thanks for letting us know. Oh, she's insufferable. All right, if you, uh, you own a home, listen up. Apparently, home title fraud is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. And uh, the FBI's former head of cybercrimes just went on 60 Minutes and warned that foreign and domestic thieves can steal your home all online. That's because home titles and mortgages are kept in databases that they can go in, they can hack it. Jason saw on the dark web, there were a bunch of home titles just for sale on the dark web. You got 40 bucks, you can buy someone's home title. That's fine. So then you lose all of the equity that you have put into your house. Um, Then no bank, no identity theft program can protect you. You need Home Title Lock. Uh, Home Title Lock is America's leading title and mortgage guardian. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock will put a virtual barrier around your home's title and mortgage. They will see when someone's tampering and they will shut it down. You can go to HomeTitleLock.com, get your free title scan and report a $100 value for free with sign up. Find out now if you have been compromised. HomeTitleLock.com. Pat Gray, Unleashed. Uh, Pat Gray is not here, but I, I feel like I'm very jealous of all of these radio guys who have, they have a, someone to introduce them. That's what I want for my show. <laughs> yeah. I want my show to start every day and just this, just this big booming male voice that says, welcome to the news and why it matters with your host, Sarah Gonzalez. With like a theme song playing in yes, the background. That's when you know you've made it. Yeah. Is you have someone who introduces you. That's just, it's like a voice of God. That's just booming down and introducing you. Totally. And all you get for an intro is like a vegetable rant from me or something like that. on the ones yeah. I don't like, and then boom, it comes in. Yeah. That's not, I think that's awesome, but it's not my style. It's probably not in, it's not industry standard. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, all right, you guys can uh, tweet us. It's at Sarah Gonzalez TX or at Jason Buttrell, or you can call us eight 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 
800-900-3393. I noticed on Twitter, um, before we get jump back into to the show, I noticed on Twitter that there is a hashtag trending that is my most expensive habit. And so I started thinking to myself, what would my most expensive habit be? I do spend a lot on makeup, but I think the handbags would win it. I am obsessed with designer handbags. Really? However, I will say there is a place in DFW that sells um, gently used designer handbags. So, And they have them all. They have Chanel. They have Louis Vuitton. They have Gucci. They have everything there they even have some um every once in a while they'll get in like Louboutin shoes oh shoes I do spend a lot on shoes too but uh but it's there they are they vary there are some that are too worn that I, I would never purchase because you can tell that they're very very used but there are some that you look at it and you're like someone actually used this it looks brand new and it's half the price it's amazing. Can you tell the faux bags that you can pick up at like those shady flea markets? Yes. You can tell the difference? Yes. I mean, because I've seen those like crazy and I can't tell the difference. Yeah. Well, you're a dude. So that's understandable. So what? So what? So how, how do you tell the difference? Because I, I thought about picking one of those up for and going, check it out. Oh, no, 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 Opened no. Opened up the bank that. account. Well, I mean, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how. I mean, is she big into designer handbags? She likes she likes she likes Louis Vuittons. OK, I think that's probably pretty. Much yeah. A lot of times the the pattern um, and where it ends on the purse and the stitching. I mean, there these are things that are very minor, but someone who is very, very into it. These are things we'll you notice. The inside of the bag, yes. If you if, if, if a if chick has this on her arm and she just walks by in the mall, you notice where the pattern ends on, at the seam on these. Yeah. Wow, okay. Well, and the type of leather. And sometimes my favorite is when it's, um, you know, it'll be like this, the C, the Chanel C. And it, instead of C, it'll be like G. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I saw that girl. That is not a C, that is a G. But otherwise, good try. I, I picked up some uh, what I thought were Ray-Bans when I went down to Mexico uh, oh, last, last summer. And I was like, bro, Ray-Bans. <laughs> I got these Ray-Bans for five bucks. They, they were. They were five dollars. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, sick. And I got home. And I was like flashing them. They were like these aviators. I thought I was like Maverick, you know, on the beach. And I took them off admiring them. And they said Ray-Rays. <laughs> Ray Freaking Ray-Rays. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so my most expensive habit, I, I get, I mean, it would be hard to choose between handbags and, and shoes, but I guess just the general nature of handbags being most expensive, I, I would have to pick that. What's yours? Um, it's, I got two of them. So guns would be one of them. Yeah, that's what I figured. The cheapest gun guns. is 400 bucks, but like the one I want now is 1600 bucks. Mm. So I'm just, my wife's never gonna let me do that. So I'm gonna have to work on that for a while. Uh, but beyond that, phones, phones are a big one. So I'm always oh, upgrading, getting a new true. phone. That's true. You are. I do you can't. pay for it out. You you pay for it outright. No, no, no. I don't. Oh, I, you don't. You do the installment because you do. It's every year. Yeah. Because that's how most iPhone plant plans work for the carriers. Mm -hmm. So you just literally just you you uh you're constantly paying on it, which right. sucks. Right. And you have to send in the old one to get the to get the new one. Yeah. But you can do it every year. What? what so it's you're basically leasing a phone, constantly paying what like twenty dollars right. a month right. for it, right. which is bad. Yeah. Um. Speaking. Of phones. Oh, you guys let us know what are, it's the hashtag that's trending right now. My most expensive habit. So tweet at us and let us know what some of your most expensive habits are. I want to see if there's any odd ones in there. See if there's any oddballs out there. Uh, speaking of phones, though, Jason, 
you know, Big Mobile um, gives all of this money to a lot of liberal causes that we try to avoid giving money to, like um, Planned Parenthood and, you know, maybe they support sanctuary cities and they support companies who want to take away our Second Amendment rights. Um, So in one, you know, uh, tunnel, you're giving money to pro-life causes, you're giving money to causes you support, and then in the other tunnel, you're paying your phone bill and that money is being used to thwart the money that you've spent to contribute over here on the other side. Um, So you can get the same nationwide coverage for less money and without all of those unintended consequences with Patriot Mobile. And I know that there are a lot of misconceptions out there that, you know, what if I lose, I don't want to lose my number. I've had my number for a long time. Well, that's okay because they can port your number over. No problem. I know people say, well, what about the coverage? I need, you know, nationwide coverage. I need good coverage. That's also not a problem. They've got the same, you know, nationwide reliable service. So there should not be an issue switching to Patriot Mobile. It's a win-win. You get the same coverage. You get the same service. You get the same phone number. And you get to know that your money is going to support conservative causes. Um, They have plans that start as low as $25 and uh, unlimited talk and text. You got to check it out if you have not already. You can call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. That's the letter A. That's 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Mention Blaze when you call or you can visit them online at patriotmobile.com slash blaze. You can get free activation. I am telling you guys, um, I use Patriot Mobile. It's great. You can go to patriotmobile.com slash blaze and you can get you those new phones like Jason was talking about. Get you a, a new little phone. Maybe that's maybe that's your most expensive habit. I don't know. But if it is, check it out. Um, okay, I want to... I'm going to complain for a second about Bernie Sanders. I guess that that could be an evergreen statement. (laughs) (laughs) But today, my latest complaint about Bernie Sanders is that he, you know, he's come out in really, really attack mode on uh, charter schools. And he said that he wants to ban charter schools. He says, I want to ban for-profit charter schools and, you know, we should not have charter schools. And... This is something that is really near and dear to my heart because my son is at a charter school and that charter school has been a godsend for us. Um, But further, you know, the Democrats always talk about the the Republicans being this party of, you know, old white men and the Republicans not caring about minorities. And, you know, the Republicans, you know, are just rich white people and white privilege and all of these stupid terms that get thrown around um, and not used correctly. This would substantially hurt if he was able to do this. This this would substantially hurt urban areas. This would substantially hurt minorities, um, black children, children who are living in poverty, who their only their only hope of getting a good education right now is to land in one of these charter schools which are popping up more and more and they are helping kids in these communities and he wants to block them. I mean, we I just saw uh, Governor Gavin Newsom. <sighs> what a blowhard. California is just a dump. Mm. Um, they He just signed a bill or I'm sorry, that he's expected to sign a bill that will allow local school districts in California um, to block the creation of new public charter schools. And they can close down existing ones. They can deny them a pipeline of teachers who um, are proving that minorities can compete. And uh, by the way, these local school districts are usually governed by union endorsed board members. 
Yeah. So you've got the union who have their own people in these boards who are not allowing charter schools to come up because it would be in direct competition with them. The unions, the, do you remember that teacher strike that was going on in California not yes. so long ago? Yes. Like a few months ago. Um, and they were, I, I didn't, I, I didn't know like really what they were, they were pissed off because of uh, low pay for one. I think that was mm-hmm. the, the biggest issue, but they kept talking about charter schools, charter school, charter school, charter, they kept talking about it. That was the union's big thing they wanted to hit yeah. on. And their thing on that was, is they said that they, that, that, uh, public school teachers weren't getting paid as much as charter, um, school teachers. Right. So the union wanted to stop that. Um, there's been an all out assault on mm-hmm. your right uh, on charter schools. And it makes perfect sense because, you know, if you want people to, you know, uh, you know, be addicted, you know, to what you provide and to enable you so that your power can grow, then you just eliminate competition, eliminate their choices. I don't even know that it's addicted so much as it is just like you were saying, it's not addiction. It's well, you don't have another choice. You don't, you don't, you won't have the opportunity to notice that these other plans are much better. Because you just won't have them. Yeah. Because so if you eliminate the choice, you eliminate the questions of maybe we should move off of this government run thing over here. Um, And I mean, I will say I can't even imagine how it is for uh, children who are in really, really bad school districts. My school district is supposed to be one of the top ones. It's, It's a school district that I went to growing up. Right. So. I went to it. It was a much different school district than it is today. Um, And I think that we're seeing this all across. I know Texas and if Texas in all places, we're seeing it in Texas. We're seeing it all across the country. But it's not even so much the indoctrination as it is. It's a lot of the little things that are added up. It's that. In these public schools, you have these teachers and the staff that are protected by unions and they can, you know, do whatever they want and they're not happy with their job, but they come into work anyway. And it's very clear that they don't even really like children a lot of the time. So, you know, um, my son's old school, the public school that he went to, even at at drop off, you know, I'm trying to foster this positive attitude with, um, you know, with him for going to school, like school's a blast. It's awesome. You have fun and you learn. And it was really, it was a struggle to do that. And it made it even more of a struggle because I would take him to drop him off in the mornings and I, he wanted me to walk him up to the door. So I walked him up to the door every single day. I was like, you are not going to want me to do this in five years. So I'm going to walk you up to the door whenever you want. Um, But we would walk up to the door and so we would pass all of the people in carpool line and, you know, walking up to the doors, the teachers were not helpful in carpool. They'd see kids struggling, grab, trying to grab their giant backpacks with all their books. They're just like, come on, hurry up. There's a lady at the door that's just yelling, let's go, let's go, let's go. (sighs) I'm like, you guys are not helping me try to explain to my son that this is a positive place for him. Then I went to his, I went to go visit him at lunch and I wanted to cry. It was the saddest thing to me, they have silent lunch. Like they have these cups on their tables. And when the cup is, it's a red cup, you are not allowed to talk at all. You will get yelled at by a teacher. I saw it happen. You will get yelled at by a teacher if you dare say something to your neighbor while the cup is red. And while I understand the intent that, you know, they want the kids to actually eat their lunches, it's just so rigid. It's like, I felt like I was taking him to prison. 
Yeah. It was insane. And the charter school has been completely opposite. And the charter school has been filled with an influx of teachers who are from districts like that, who know that that's not, it's not child focused. It's never child focused when the government gets involved. It's all about the bureaucracy. It's all about the bottom dollar. And they see that it's not child focused and they want a different way. And so they move to charter schools. We're not going to get that. If we ban all of these, all of these charter schools, there's, there's going to be no competition. Yeah. Everything's going to be poor. I think quality just always improves when, when, when competition increases, mm-hmm. when, when there's more choice, quality improves. If just think about like how, how awful like look, let's look at the national health service in the UK. Um, they, there's horror stories coming out from, from their hospitals. Why? Because there's no, there's no competition. Yeah. There's literally nowhere else they can go. It's like, oh, you don't like it? Shut up, sit down, and deal with it. <laughs> That's all it is. The only way you can go to another uh, you know, uh, hospital in the UK is if you're rich enough to be able to go to one of the private industries, which um, most people would ask, well, hey, I thought they couldn't do that. They can't do it. They set it up. They set the, they set, there's only a couple of them, I believe. Um, someone can tweet it and, and tell me if I'm wrong on that, but I think it's only a couple of them and they're set up as nonprofit organizations. So if you're a doctor and you want to work at a nonprofit, then you're free to do that. So there's not much benefit for them, but they charge insane amounts of price, insane prices. Um, and all of those uh, revenues go back into, you know, the hospital instead of like profits for the doctors and stuff, but there's no competition. There's no real competition in that. And the, and, and the product is, you know, pretty evident. It sucks. Yeah. Now education is going to get the same way over here. If there is no, I went to a private school and things were a lot different. Uh, there were, you didn't have a lot of those stupid standardized tests that they made mm-hmm. people at, uh, uh, at public schools, uh, take, um, you still had to take the test to get into college and all that stuff, of course. Right. But they didn't have all the other stupid tests. And we we turned out probably better than most uh, pr- uh, public school graduates. And we didn't have to uh, put up with all that stupid crap. Yeah. But the answer is always more charter schools, more private schools. Mm-hmm. Um, give give the public school something to look at and say, oh, they're doing it better than we are. Let let's change. Right. And if you're and if the, if if you're not getting paid. As a teacher, this is better for you. Screw that stupid union. Get out from underneath their thumb. Yep. Leave that and then go to the and the private school, then get paid more if, if they pay more. Look at your options. If there's no options, then literally you are enabling the sit down, shut yes. up, and take it. Yes, that's what I don't get. I mean, I think that any American should raise their eyebrows if they hear a politician say that they want to take away their choices. He's saying he wants to take away our choices. Yeah. When has that ever worked out well? Um... Uh, never. I can't think of a time when it has. Lit- uh, never. When the government takes away your choices, you are headed for deep trouble. Don't buy into it. Don't listen to it. Choice is what you need to make sure that everyone changes with, uh, you know, with the times and everyone keeps up with competition. Can I, can I just say that, that that just amazes me that this generation is all on board with uh, one single power telling them everything to do? Like all of them, like millennials nowadays, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're getting into the point to where they're getting the jobs, they're getting into power positions. Mm-hmm. And they're, so they're not too far detached from those rebellious years when they were like, nah, don't tell me what to do. Right. You know, I'm doing what I want to right, do. You know right. what I mean? But so you're, you, that's how you are with your parents and other people in authority. But the government, mm-hmm. you're all about them. They're all voting in mass for like socialists and leftists. They're all about them telling them what to do in every single aspect of their life. It's because they, they want the free stuff. They're all about the free stuff. They're all about the free stuff, and they mm-hmm. think that it's morally right or something like that. Yeah. Like they think it's like. Well, they think it's morally right because it helps them. I think. Uh, so you know, we're talking about all of this this socialism and and um, healthcare and stuff like that. Um, so 
HHS Secretary Alex Azar, you know, we're talking about how socialism is bad and we don't want it. Well, he actually um, is trying to help socialist cause by letting foreign countries dictate the prices of your medicine. Oh, my gosh. What could possibly go wrong when we let foreign countries dictate the price of our medications and price control. How could that possibly be bad? Oh, wait, it would make it harder for researchers to find cures for things like cancer, diabetes, all of that. Um, and, you know, then we would have shortages to uh, medications. We wouldn't have access to it. Yeah, this is not what we want. And Freedom Works is doing everything they can to make sure to sound the alarm and stop this experiment and socialize medicine. But they need your help. They cannot do it by themselves. They need you to go to freedomworks.org slash Pat. Tell them to fix patients, not prices. It is not going to put America first, what they're trying to do right now. Americans are going to die while they wait for treatments that might never be discovered because of these terrible regulations. You've got to go to freedomworks.org slash Pat. Jason Buttrell filling in for Pat Gray. Hey, by the way, you can find me uh, on Blaze TV also on the News and Why It Matters if you have not tuned in yet. You should. We do fun things like sometimes drink beer (laughs) and try food and have birthday cake. Yeah, we did. We had birthday cake. It was Jason's 58th birthday. How dare you, girl? Recently. 41. I'm 41. (laughs) People actually believed you. Cracked me up on that. I was like, ugh. They must have thought you had all sorts of work done. <laughs> I actually felt bad after that when people started saying it like it was true. I was like, oh, I thought that it would they would just know that I was joking. I was going to respond, but then it was like uh, it was so obvious that I'm not 58. I know. Right? That's, that so was, was like, the joke. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even joke. address it. Yeah. So, God. so you should have. So for public record, Jason is not 58. <laughs> Thank you. But happy 58th birthday anyway, okay, right, right, Jason. Right. Uh, but yes, the news and why it matters. Weeknights, 5.30 Eastern, 4.30 Central. Jason, you're going to be on it sometime this week, I think. I don't know, but Jason's on it quite frequently. If you just love Jason, I know there are a lot of Jason Buttrell fans out there. And I'm still not on the promo. Or not the promo. I'm not I'm not in the intro. The intro. Yeah. Or well, anything. Well, the intro, we're working on a new intro right now anyway. Better which, put my butt in there. Well, I don't want to put your butt in there. Maybe your face. I don't want my face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's not that kind of show, Jason. Oh, okay, it's not okay, that kind okay. of show. Uh, but you can uh, you can find us there. Also, if you have not yet already, I know a lot of you uh, follow us on Twitter. If you have not already subscribed to my new YouTube channel, you go pull up my Twitter, go to my pinned tweet up at the top, and click the uh, the link to my new YouTube and subscribe would be much appreciated all right so some of you are tweeting your most expensive habit adams is lego wow that's impressive adam look at this jason adam built this like really complex lego house which i can appreciate because there's an ed sheeran song called lego house Ugh. And so Adam actually did pick up the pieces and build a Lego house. And I really, really that's uh, dope. Though. That's really that. good. That's really good. I want to know how long that took. Uh, let's see. Boo Dubby said, 
This is oddly specific. AOC looks like a cross between a steelhead fish and a Pekingese. That is, but you spent some time That's on that. It's very specific, <laughs> but I can appreciate that comparison. I can see it. Uh, let's see. Richard is short for Rick. Says his most expensive habit is women. That's dang true. That is dang true. <laughs> very good comment. <laughs> uh, Rick, you need to get you a woman, an independent woman, who make her own money and pay her own bills because I buy my own handbags. I mean, I might get one as a gift, but I can afford it myself. Uh, so you got to get you one of those. All right. Caleb said, my most expensive habit is the guitars and gear I have to purchase that's <laughs> that is that's an a expensive habit though yeah that's a fair point well you um, but i understand the have to because if you want to get better and you want to you know uh progress in the music industry you gotta buy the equipment yeah so i can understand that um let's see paula said wool for knitting is wool exp- oh because she, she said it's hand spun and hand dyed so wow. i guess that makes it more expensive gosh i never would have thought that something like that would have been expensive or maybe paula is just uh, she's knitting all the things and so she's got to buy it in bulk paula let us know is it that wool that type of wool is just particularly expensive or is it that you just you're like a crazy mad knitter and you just knit everything let us know um let's see oh my husband just texted me and said that his is beer and makeup <laughs> that is true he does buy me a lot of makeup and i was about to say alabama hats but no that's not the case he buys like one every 20 years <laughs> and sticks with that one for 20 years so he had one that it was pink it was pink it had been worn and faded and washed so many times and uh and we got married and i just kept i just kept just throwing, you know, throwing it in as a topic of conversation. Oh, look at this new Alabama hat. Isn't that one cute? Oh, look at that one. Do you think you really would like that one? And finally, finally, we got him one. I, I think I had to buy three or four and bought them all online. And they came in and he tried them all on. And there's one of them that he finally said, okay, I can use this. That's the one he's wearing now? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it lit- the, the old one literally was falling apart. The brim was, the fabric was ripped. He still has it. He wears it when he, when he grills. The, so it gets all smoky and he doesn't worry about it. But the fabric was ripped all on the brim. And was, like, was it hanging down? Like that? Like grandma's car? You know, the top of grandma's car? Oh, yeah. No, I don't think it was hanging down (laughs) yet. But I don't think it would survive one more wash. I really don't. It's not going to survive one more wash, which is, I mean, so it's nice that he has it to use on the grill. But I've never seen him without a hat. I'd like to see the full mane (gasps) just flowing. Uh, oh. okay. Alabama is terrible. TV. Uh, uh-uh. uh, no TV. You are grounded. You are grounded for life. Nah, you, uh, Roll we, tide. I'm, I'm with you right there. I saw you with a, I, th- I saw you with we go. one of your little Here mugs we go. and it had a UT Rant to commercial. It's Pat Gray unleashed on the Blakes. Uh, Jason, I'm surprised you weren't still just rambling on. 
<laughs> I know. He they just barely, just barely wrapped it up. Did it to me again. <laughs> just barely wrapped it up uh, <laughs> before we uh, we w- we came back. <laughs> you guys have no idea what it's like working with this guy. Yeah, Sarah's ears ring. I think from. I go home and I still hear Jason talking, <laughs> and it's like Charlie Brown's, Brown's mom. Um. All right. Uh, before we, I believe that that we have a, a phone call. And by the way, if you'd like to several phone calls to there. call in, oh yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how many we can get to, but eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three, or you can tweet us using the hashtag. Uh, put that in your pipe, which I love. Um, and it's at Sarah Gonzalez TX and at Jason Buttrell. We're also tweeting about my most expensive habit. That's a, another hashtag that's trending. So let us know what your most expensive habit is. And uh, before we take a phone call, I want to talk about pain. A lot of people in America are in um, a lot of pain and it's constant. And apparently 66% of people who are in constant pain just think that they're going to live the rest of their lives that way, which is super depressing because I know from personal experience, I had a, um, I have some protruding discs in my back from a car accident. It sucks when you're in constant pain. It, it just it kind of like spills into every single part of your life and you're grumpy all the time. And, uh, you know, you snap at your spouse because you're just in pain and it, it just, it affects your entire life. Well, we here at the blaze, Glenn Beck takes it. It's been life changing for him. I take it. It's been life changing for me. I know Jason's tried it and it's done wonders for him. Relief factor has worked for us to combat that pain. It's 100% drug-free. It's created by doctors. Um, and 70% of the people who order their three-week quick start pack go on to keep ordering more. It's working for 70% of the people, at least, who try it. It can work for you. Um, so if you've tried all of these big pharma prescription drugs and nothing works, go to relieffactor.com. Get that three-week quick start pack. It's only $19.95. So if the odds are in your favor that it's going to work for you and it's 20 bucks, I'd say you better get on that. It is well worth it. Go to relieffactor.com. All right, let's go to Jim from Ohio. Jim, what you got for us? Good morning. How are you all doing? We are lovely, tired, but good. <laughs> well, you guys are doing a great job on the early morning shift. So thank you. I, I wanted to run an idea by you. Um, you know, the HUD, the HUD hearing just drove me nuts with those people trying to make you know a brain surgeon look stupid. But um, <laughs> I wanted to see what your opinions were. What if I mean, if there's fifty thousand homeless veterans, would it, let's start with Houston. Let's use them as a test. Could it could it not be possible that the DoD could set up some of their funds? to be allowed to hire as many of those veterans that are there to work with a construction company to either rehabilitate bad buildings or to build a brand new hotel and, and make them like apartments for them. And then, so not only would they be off the streets and working, but they would then have a job and would be, you know what I mean? Am I making sense? Yeah, you're totally making sense, Jim. I, I love your thought mm-hmm. process because the, uh, the DOD, DOD, does absolutely jack, in my perspective, uh, an experience for people out processing getting out. It's like they you okay. go through some out. Did you ever serve, Jim? Did you ever serve in the military? I did not. I was born at, uh, when you said mentioned Pendleton, my parents were both Marines. So uh, Oh, nice, nice, nice. Uh, I did not serve, though. I didn't have the cojones to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's, what's irritating is when you get out, they spend like uh, about two weeks or so 
um, in this out-processing deal where they basically try and just kind of scare you into re-enlisting and, and staying in. They do very, very oh. little for what happens afterwards. And that is a big stress on veterans when you hear about, you know, 22 veterans kill themselves mm-hmm. a day. The, the, this yeah. goes into it because they don't help for jobs. They don't. They're basically I, you're on your own. I would also like to point out really quickly, Jason, um, that we had uh, Chad Robichaw and Jeremy Stalnecker on the News and Why It Matters yesterday. Mm-hmm. They um, and they run the Mighty Oaks Foundation, which helps veterans. They actually said that that 22 a day statistic. They actually believe it to be higher because wow. that statistic. Oh yeah, that statistic only accounts for it's it's a it's a report that you don't. It's not mandatory, so that only accounts for. 50%. That was only 50% reporting that number. Yeah. So they actually expect that once it, if you were to account for the other 50%, that it would be much higher than 22 a day. That is, which is just breathtaking. Absolutely insane. And, and Jim's well, and, hit, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. This is, this is one of the big things, uh, homelessness when you get out, because if you've been in the military um, and you, you've had your housing taken care of. So a lot of them are just kids getting out. They don't know what to, they've been to war. They've had this stress. They don't, know the first thing of, you know, where do I, now I have to go find an apartment. How much is that going to cost? I have to get a job, all this stuff. These are just stressors that mm-hmm. it's hard for them to deal with, especially if they're dealing with PTSD. I would take it, Jim, in a, even in another direction, I would, I would say, yes, I think it's good if the DOD concentrated on that, but I am a big fan and proponent of having, um, uh, privatizing the VA. I think the VA yes. sucks in, in what it does. I think it's absolutely insane that we give the government even though it's 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 completely their responsibility, but I think it's ins- it's insane that we give the government uh, full responsibility to take care of our most prized heroes. Mm-hmm. I think that if it's if it's really that important to us, which it should be, then we should put it on private uh, foundations, charities. Um, you know, philanthropic uh, groups that can say, look, we're going to take on and help fund a privatized VA. We're going to f- help them fund for health care for them. We're going to help them. We're going to build hospitals. We're going to help them with housing, jobs, all that stuff. And the government can t- still subsidize yeah. and, and can still give money towards that. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's crazy. But what do you think, Jim? Well, I think that's great. And so that was kind of my where I was headed with that is, you know, these young kids coming out, especially this would give them job skill. Yep. Yes. Um, opportunity. Right. And so then, you know, the DOD could subsidize the construction companies mm-hmm. that would be doing the work, but they'd be hiring these veterans. And then the veterans are working for each other. Again, you're back to the brotherhood concept yeah, yeah. and helping them work for each other to then have this apartment. So now you have a place to live. You've learned a job skill. Now you can go get another job and then you can carry that concept on. Once all the veterans are taken care of, mm-hmm. then you can take that exact same concept and carry it on to other cities for the non-veteran homeless. I love it, Jim. I love, I, lo- I love what you're thinking. I love how th- these are the conversations that if we can come up with, yes. how is the government not doing this? This is absolutely insane. Jim from Ohio, thanks, brother. Thank Appreciate you. it, Thank man. Thank you so much, Jim. Uh, it, it really is, it's infuriating when you think about how terrible the country treats our veterans. It really is. Awful. And I think a lot of people don't realize it um, unless they have, well, unless they work in our industry where we're constantly, um, you know, reading these things and working with people who have experienced it. But I think a lot of people don't realize it because if they did, I would hope that there would be more of an uprising of a lot of angry Americans saying, we're sending these kids off to, you know, to war. We're sending these kids to come. If they, if they make it back home, if they come back home, they come home with all of this trauma and nothing 
and we're we're just giving them nothing for it. They're we're just saying, well, thanks, thanks for that. Be on your way. Oh, you don't have a place to stay. Tough. It's abs- thanks for your service, though. Peace out. It's absolutely ridiculous. And if you do have a, an injury, whether it be psychological or to your body, that you have to come back to like a VA hospital. Look, they. <laughs> this is socialized healthcare that's yes. in the military. Yes. And it well, but AOC, sucks. but AOC said that there are no problems. Oh and my if it gosh. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I, I almost lost my mind. I, I was bet like, you did. I was like, I bet you homegirl, did. how uh, how many years did you serve? Right. How many times did you have to go to one of these hospitals? Right. It's so bad, Sarah, that me and the people that I served with, if we had something major, we would try and pull our money to go to a hospital off, off base. That's how bad it was because so many of our brothers in arms would come back with just these re- horribly screwed up, mm-hmm. you know, injuries like a breaks or something like that that they didn't set right. Yes. It was awful. Yes. It is awful. I, I, I mean, I, okay. So we'll, while that is going on, we have the talk about Medicare for all, right? Um, and then so we've got the VA as an example of how terrible government run healthcare is, yet we're moving on the path so that everyone can have a VA. We'll, we'll just all, we'll just all get our healthcare uh, taken care of at the VA. I think I would hope I want, what I want is the veterans to yell and scream and tell everyone your horror stories about the VA so that people know, because I legitimately think that there are a lot of people yeah. who listen to AOC and yeah. they think, Oh yeah, that's, that's going great. It's going great for all the veterans. Uh, no, it's not. And further, um, I know, you know, to talk to, to talk about the Mighty Oaks Foundation again, they have been great about, you know, you talk about government bureaucracy and veterans not having choices. The VA, according to them, they're just pill pushers. They're just, they're going to push uh, pills at you. They're going to throw pills at, you know, any kind of ailment, any kind of mental health trauma um, that that veterans have experienced because of President Obama regulations, um, they're, they're just going to push pills on you. They're not going to find any sort of other solution. And the Mighty Oaks Foundation has found that um, they have had much more success. Their success rate is huge um, when, with their faith, faith-based programs. Mm. But you won't find that in government-run healthcare. You yeah. won't find that kind of solution in government-run. It's all about the bottom dollar and it's all about the red tape and big brother bureaucracy. So they're just gonna push pills at you to help mask your problem. They're not gonna think of you know uh, innovation and how can we get creative and what are some other kinds of strategies and therapies that we can use. They're just gonna push pills at you. That's why it's so important to privatize it. Yeah. Just like we were talking about charter schools earlier. Yeah. Privatization is a must. Um, Jason, before you, I, you have uh, a rant in. Yeah. You have a Chernobyl rant, but (laughs) before you do that, I want to let everyone know about a really awesome cruise that is coming up, um, next spring. So if you have ever wanted to visit the Mediterranean, I highly suggest that you listen up right now. How awesome does this sound? Uh, a cruise through history. So you will sail in the Eastern Mediterranean. You will visit Italy, Croatia, Jerusalem, Israel, Athens, and Greece. Are you kidding me? That's like my mind is blown just thinking about all of the history in all of those places and seeing them all at the same time in one two-week period. Amazing. 14 days, you get all of those places in. And if that does not sound awesome enough, 
Glenn Beck, Stubergear, Bill O'Reilly, David Barton, and Rabbi Lapin are going on this cruise. These are the history buffs that you want on a cruise like this. Can you imagine going with Glenn to Israel? This would be unbelievably awesome. He is he just is a wealth of information um, for things like that. So bring your kids, bring your grandkids. This is a once in a lifetime experience uh, that you, you know, you're not going to this opportunity doesn't come up quite quite often. And to have Glenn back on there with you, that is never going to happen again. I mean, I don't think. Unless Glenn takes another cruise, but you don't know if he will. So go to uh, comesailaway.com to learn all of the details. They've got different packages for you uh, that, that they have laid out there. So prepare yourselves for next spring. Cruise through history at comesailaway.com. Rant incoming by Jason Buttrell. Yes. And and he made sure to pick out a topic that I have not, I have no, no. knowledge on. He's like, oh, I want to talk about that that HBO series Chernobyl. I'm like, well, I haven't watched it. Do you have HBO? Yeah, I have. We have HBO Go or Now or whatever. Okay, so I got the same thing. So okay. you can just go and start, like, there's like yes. three episodes on there now. Okay, but the thing is, Jason, is that I'm very involved uh, with 90 Day Fiance. Oh, come on. So I'm finishing up come the final on. season. And once I finish that up, I might be able to tune into Chernobyl. So after this rant, you're going to go and binge watch all three of them, I think, tonight. That, that, okay. that, that's my goal. And I think a lot of people that are listening right now probably have maybe. This segment sponsored by HBO Now. <laughs> right. now. <laughs> they, you guys might have got cotton onto this. It's an amazing series. Um, it's Did you say cotton? Probably. You guys have my cotton on. <laughs> Probably. Um, when Aren't you're, you a writer? I, I cotton on a lot of things, uh, but not uh, some of the things I say sometimes. Um, but Chernobyl is awesome. It, it goes through. The, it's a mini series. So I'm not sure how many episodes, maybe like five or so. But they've gotten through three right now. But it is literally is like a I don't know, uh, like it's, it's like a horror show, really. But it's all true. It's so suspenseful. All the little details are, you know, all the little minute details, even the set and everything. Mm -hmm. Everything is exactly the way it was back in 1986. Um, And all the little I I never knew, like, you know, that the the reactor blew up, but you never knew why or all the all the people surrounding it, all the stuff. It's 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 just it's amazing. You should check it out. But the biggest thing I've been noticing about this is that it is a brutal critique on socialism and leftism. It's brutal. And I was like, who are these people? There, at one point, there is a, uh, a a woman physicist that's like complaining to a communist party head. Mm-hmm. And she's like... Women can be physicists? Apparently. Wow. Apparently. That's impressive. But she's she's complaining and uh, this guy is like, you know, girl, get out of here. You know what you're talking about? And she's like, you know, I am a physicist. You know, you should listen to me. You were just a shoe. Uh, you worked in a shoe factory before you became, you know, uh, you know, you got to that office. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yeah, that's right." And now I'm the boss. And he goes, "Workers of the world unite." And oh. I, I know. I was like, it was the ultimate slap down to like, you know, it, they don't matter. They just they're all about you know egalitarian equality, regardless of like your, you know, what your skills are. Yes. They just want to bring everybody. And it doesn't matter if you want to throw somebody unqualified into a certain job. That's all. You know. That's. That that's exactly you hear well, AOC say yeah, the same that's a exact major crap. flaw in their in their ideals that they just pointed out on that show. So, yeah, but it's that's just one of them. It's nonstop. Like they all talk about glory to you know um, Soviet socialism. You know they say like things like that all the time. Uh, they're always they're showing how they treat people like cattle. Like they don't really care about them. They're just willing to let Stop multiple people it. die. Stop it. Because I was told socialism is compassionate. All about the and people, it's for right? the people. Right. 
Right. You, you, you mean to tell me that socialism involves treating people like trash? Totally try a means to an end, a means to fill their power. I don't That's believe it, Jason. We about. need to try it here so that we can find out what it's about. So if you watch this show, you'll be like, wow, this has got to be like, wait, was there a conservative that slipped through the cracks, you know, and made yeah. this show? Yeah. That's what I was saying. We were having this conversation yesterday right. and I was like, I'm going to research and find out who it is. Yeah. Jason was, we did. And Jason was convinced that it was, they were, you know, conservatives who were trying to secretly push you know, a subtle messaging to all of the people to let them know that socialism is not a good idea. Well, now I know who created the show. A conservative? Negative. A lefty. A le- your typical Hollywood lefty. Huh. His name is Craig Mazin, if that's how you say his name. And I was like, where have I heard that name before? Do you remember back when, uh, during the 2016 election, there was a roommate of Ted Cruz from college and he was tweeting all these nasty things yes. about him. Yes. He hated Ted Cruz. Yes. He was saying he was an awful he person. A, yes. That's who this guy is. What? He's he's done multiple movies. Uh he's done like a the Hunts Huntsman's Winner's War, The Hangover Part 2, Hangover Part 3. Okay, well. Identity Hangover Part Thief. 3 was terrible. A ton of Yeah, it was. I I'm not impressed. By uh, his resume so a far. lot of these aren't great. I'm not impressed. But I'm not tra- impressed by your by your resume, Craig. Craig, yeah. But but Please, Chernobyl's Craig. good. Chernobyl will impress you. He did a good job with that. But um, so this, so I was like, huh, I was like, this makes no sense. So I started looking up on Twitter to see if other people were making this, uh, the same thing. And there were, there's multiple people saying, oh my gosh, such a brutal, you know, like slap down on socialism and, you know, the left. And he's quote tweeting some of these in all caps, which, you know, that, that means it's serious. He's screaming. If it's all caps. Oh, and if it's got like the clap emoji, then it's really like hardcore. And if you repeat yourself. Yes. 20 times until you run out of characters. Multiple lines. That, yes, that means more. There's many stages of how serious this is. <laughs> um, but so he's like quote tweeting and he's saying, you know nothing about my work or what I believe, you know, and stuff like that. He literally does. Calm down there, Turbo. The, he's pissed. And it's what's amazing is he doesn't get it. He completely, he didn't mean to do this. He owned himself with his own work. He owned his own principles and showed how much of a fail they are. He doesn't he even realize even it. He didn't even know. And his supporters are like tweeting in like, wait, how is this a, a slam on socialism in the left? Like, we don't get it. Like, they don't even understand. They're they so literally stupid. don't. Again, you made this point earlier in the show, yeah. but back to where they don't even know what socialism is. No. They don't understand where these policies, where they lead to. They don't know that, you know, they they see like they hear the buzzwords. They hear about the free stuff. But when you actually see it played out to its fruition, they're like, oh, my gosh, heck no. I can't deal with that. No, 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 no. But even when you show them on this, they can't connect the dots together. They can't see it. It's absolutely insane to me. That is crazy. That's like uh, that reminds me of the story that just came out recently that um, you know how we've talked before about. Uh, and I, I I saw this and I thought of Stu um, and he was out of town. But, you know, he always talks about that movie Juno yeah. being such a um, a subtle pro-life movie that it wasn't intended to be a pro-life movie, certainly, because if you your intent is to be a pro-life movie like Unplanned, you get banned in Canada. It got by banned all of in the, Canada? Yes. All, it was like 80 percent of the of the movie theaters in Canada have all banned it from being played at their at their movie theaters. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Wait, mm-hmm. B- based off of like was it based off of like violent material or like hard to watch type? They didn't say. It's no no because it's not. It's purely messaging. 
That's it. Yep. Well, right. Because if it's hard to, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. If it's not a life, why would it be hard to watch material? You're just watching a a procedure taking place, right? It's just a bunch of cells. They'll they'll play Friday the 13th, but they won't play unplanned. It's It's just a bunch of cells. It shouldn't, that shouldn't be disturbing. They, it's just cells. And think, think about that. That this is this is the story of a woman that was like the employee of the year at one point yes. at Planned Parenthood. So there's no propaganda in this. Yes. It's all just true. Everything she saw. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. Talk about like denying facts, denying the truth. I know, I know. So, um, you know, so when you're a pro, when you're outwardly pro life, obviously, uh, you you know, you get banned, you get censored. Well, they were censored on Twitter. Remember, their account was suspended on Twitter, yeah. and they were like, "Hello, why was our account suspended? We we're trying to promote the movie." Oh, oops, sorry. We'll get you back on track. Um, but you know, Juno was that big accidental pro-life movie and the screenwriter just recently came out and said now that he regrets that pro-life message what yeah yeah so um you know juno if no one has that's amazing yeah if anyone has hasn't seen it she gets pregnant she's a teenager she visits an abortion clinic and talks to a pro-life activist who uh, explains to her that her baby already has fingernails and that just it sits with her it bothers her so much that she just can't go through with the abortion um and so it was oops it was accidentally pro-life he didn't realize it he didn't mean to because again they don't realize you know the message that they're preaching is actually the opposite of what they think yeah so um she said that she may not have written the movie if she believed it would encourage pro-life activism Oh my gosh. Yep. So the the found the principle of the matter, she was all on board with because it's true. What's true is true. Mm-hmm. So they made the movie going along with that, but that went against the political narrative. Mm-hmm. Now, after the fact. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, because it, the baby had fingernails. <laughs> that was I mean, it's a fictional movie obviously, but she was using an accurate uh fact in the movie, and now she's upset because she thinks that the movie uh she said I didn't I don't even know if I would have written a movie like Juno if I had known that the world was going to spiral into this hellish alternate reality that we now seem to be stuck in. First of all, I think you're giving yourself too much credit, uh, ma'am. You because started. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure your movie Juno didn't like spawn the pro-life movement <laughs> and uh, the Georgia heartbeat bill. Pretty sure it wasn't your movie, but that's cute. Um, but yeah, she's wow. really upset that she actually wrote a movie that was interpreted as pro-life. That is absolutely nuts. Yeah. But, you- I, but I love the fact that w- I love that. Like what is true is true. You can't escape that no matter mm-hmm. how much you want to deny it. Mm-hmm. So even when you're not even intending it, it's going to come off that way. Yep. Because it, literally you're, you're just trying to cover cover up. I don't know, whatever random, you know, bullcrap messaging that you want to do, but you really can't. Yeah. It's, it's even a, when you're lying about it and trying to obfuscate. It's that difficult when the truth is so right in front of your face. I love it when the left self owns. I know. <laughs> favorite. And they thing do it in the all world. the time now. Oh, they are the worst self owners ever. Just constantly self owning. With that billionaire with the uh, uh, don't, uh, paying off all that school debt, <laughs> and then all of them trying to like talk about it, yeah. and they're like, "Yeah, you probably shouldn't have done that at that point." Did you hear what? Uh, <laughs> speaking of of movies and stuff, did you hear what the governor of Georgia said about all of the celebrities? 
who are vowing to ban, you know, do, making movies in Georgia. No. He's like, that's cool. We don't really need to. I don't really care what a bunch of C-list celebrities are squawking. Oh, C-list. Oh. Shots fired at Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano, hardest hit. <laughs> nice. Ouch. That's got a sting. I mean, he does make an interesting point. It's not like it's California. I, I, they're not going to lose out on that much. I love how she suddenly became an activist with her. Her irrelevancy was directly parallel with her activism. It's like she's not on Charmed anymore. She's on nothing else. And I saw someone hit her on that. And she's like, no, I, I just did a pilot for like a show. And it's going to be on midnight on the Hallmark Channel. So oh, eh. what a coincidence. No one knows what it's called. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>